Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode number 245. Larry here. And Anthony here. Ant, what's going on? How are you? 245 episodes. Oh, we keep trucking along. I feel old. I, I am constantly reminded I feel of really how old, old I am. But, Every but, morning... Every but not, not, a, not as old as this guy. Oh, do you want to talk about an old soul? Uh, it's his birthday today. Oh, well, happy birthday. Right? Well, it's it's his birthday as far as I can figure out. His adoption birthday? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, no. His actual birthday. Close. Somewhere around his actual birthday. And for those somewhere. listening, uh, Anthony had uh, Link in his lap. My cat. Yes. One and, of my um, And uh, Link is out to kill everyone. But yes. So for, far, for, he's turning six and homicidal. <laughs> so far, unsuccessful. But we'll just wait. I can understand that. That's roughly midlife crisis for cats, so I can relate. Really, twelve? I would have thought they go longer. Six. No, no, no. I'm saying you said midlife, so twelve meaning they usually. No, I thought no, they last no, like in like, their twenties. No, no, they do. But like six is kind of like they're all right. Early, fair enough. Forties. Fair enough. So, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, so he's so he's with us. So yeah. might as well just yeah. He is hit middle age, and he's, <laughs> he is responding to it by attempting to attack my other cat right now. See? That's what happens. There you go. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm old. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. So, I'm old. God, if I live to 82, God help me. Uh, in any event, so... That'll be a lot of uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. So uh, we're here. We got some good. We actually, we got a very, very interesting topic that I kind of popped up um, since last recording. Something mm. that I kind of figured was happening, but I didn't have enough evidence. Uh-oh. But apparently now there's a lot of evidence. So we're going to get into that in a little while. Yep. But before we do that, um, kind of quality of life, I guess, stuff. Um, the other day, uh, I was, I, I, I like, I've been wanting to tell this story on the podcast because it really, it, it the passion that I have, and we both have, I know, but obviously you're on the you're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. Yeah, I feel like if we were in the same area, we'd be visiting a lot of the stores and everything like that. Yes, but for me to be able to bring someone to either Game On or Barcade or some sort of like Comic Con or something for the first time, I get some joy out of that because mm-hmm. you know I want them to experience. You know, what we get to experience, the love of all this that's retro, and not just the video games, but all aspects of, of kind of reliving our childhood. And the other day, uh, I got to bring our friend, uh, Anthony. Yes, I know way too many Anthonys. Yes, just, you do. D- just too many in my life. Uh, I'd like to think that that is my fault, because well, I brought them to you. Actually, it is. You're the first it one, is. yes. Yes, I am the first one. There, you are... Yeah, remember that. First. You're the epicenter. First. <laughs> <laughs> of a very large fault. Um, Apparently. So, so uh, I got to bring Anthony to Game On, and um, we actually went We went Friday, uh, which was pretty cool. You know, he was he, he was done with work, I was done with work, so I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. let's go. Because Game On's been open uh, on Fridays till 10 p.m. Right. You know, it's kind of a late crowd, and before the pandemic, you know, we, we definitely used to, there used to be a crowd there late, I'm not saying super late. But before the pandemic, definitely used to be crowds there late, especially on Fridays. Um, you know, break out a lot of multiplayer games. It was just kind of a fun time with a bunch of people, um, half of which I just met through there, um, mm-hmm. through the love of gaming. So I'm like, all right, sweet. So Anthony actually approached me. He was like, hey, you know, one day, because he found his game, no, his Dreamcast. 
Oh, That's nice. what started it. He found his Dreamcast. He needed a wire for it. So he asked me about it. I'm like, all right, let's 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 go. So we go Friday. I'm like, all right, cool. I have to work, blah, blah, blah. So now, I've I mentioned this before. Game on at least the Miller Place location is a solid 60 minutes from where I live. And I apologize in advance right now. You will hear the air conditioner probably go on and off. It is hot in my apartment. I just, this week, I cannot bear without it. So I apologize. Okay. All, fair. Um, All fair. So... Game on in Miller Place here on Long Island is a solid hour from me, which is fine, you know. And he knew that. I'm like, you're gonna be in the car with me for an hour. He's like, I can deal. I'm like, okay. So we get in the car, we go, we finally get there, and I'm I am stoked. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to show you this place. You know, all the games, all everything to try. Some and you were gonna you were gonna buy him something for sitting in the car for an hour with you. Uh, maybe, maybe you um, to deal with me, even though I don't like to talk mm-hmm. in the car. So. But. All the more reason. <laughs> we get there. You know, we open the door. I'm like, ah, here we go. Open the door. And there's the owner of Game On with his backpack on for some reason. Uh, it's a little darker than usual. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he goes, the owner goes, Tristan goes, I thought you were coming earlier. I'm like, no, you know, I just got off work. And, you know, I got my friend here. This is Anthony. I want your first time here. And he's like, Tristan goes, I'm closed. I'm like, what are you talking about? You've been open for 10 till 10 p.m. the last two weeks. He goes, yeah, just for those two weeks. I did not say anything about 10 p.m. that night. Every, yeah. Or, every, yeah, moving forward. I'm like, seriously? To the point where he was like, I'm even, Tristan goes, I'm even running late for something. So it's just a happenstance that you found me here. I'm like, I traveled an hour to get, <laughs> to get out here. So I look at my buddy. And of course, he stares at me like, really? You, you couldn't take two seconds to text the guy and be like, hey, what time you open today? So I wasted a two-hour round trip mm-hmm. in gas time for no reason whatsoever. And, and, and angered one of the Anthonys. Not, not, not even angered. And this is very inside. Don't get me wrong. Only a handful of us will understand this. Mm-hmm. But of everyone I know, of all my friends and family that I could have done this to, drag them two hours round trip for literally no reason whatsoever, he is the last person on the planet I would want to do that with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Very true. he will remind me on my deathbed. <laughs> yeah. Remember the two hours we had to spend in the car oh, together gosh. to go to a store that was closed? <sighs> I mean, uh, so I, I, I did buy him dinner for his troubles that night. Oh, um, that was nice of you. But, uh, and and to, least you can do. to his credit, he goes, let's try again tomorrow, meaning Saturday. Oh, okay. And I'm well, like, I, nice yeah, I'm like, I'm in. And then we had a discussion like, he goes, why didn't we just do it on a Saturday? And I'm pretty sure he told me he was off on Friday, but that's an argument for another time. I wouldn't argue with him after what you did. <laughs> so... I pull up Saturday, and uh, how old is his oldest son? What, like 12, 15, 22? 10. 10, okay. So his 10-year-old. No, yeah, close to 10. Uh, give or take, give or take. Yes. Yeah, because I think he's like a year younger than my uh, godson. So his 10-year-old goes up to him, and he's like, oh, Daddy, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going back to the game store with Larry. And he's like, weren't you there yesterday? He's like, we were, but it was closed. And his 10-year-old goes... Wouldn't you have checked that before you left? 
So, and he's like, you know your Uncle Larry. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say, always always good perspective to know that there's a ten year old thinking more than you do. <laughs> I mean, Friday could would have been like it, it would have been like the store was closed. I went to bring him to a, a great steak uh, joint out uh, up there in Miller Place. They were like an hour and a half wait, which has never been the case before. Everything I promised him, you disappointed. It, it was the worst first date ever. So you might say, you might say you pulled the Larry. I oh my god, no! It, it added to the list. It just added to. I told someone. If you didn't know me personally and you heard these stories, you would think they'd just all be fables. Mm. <laughs> so we went, ended up going Saturday early. Um, okay. Bot, bottom line, we got there. Um, and Anthony, who he's not, I mean, he was he's part of our group. When me and this Anthony on the podcast, you know, when we talked about playing the N64, the multiplayer games, especially the wrestling mm-hmm. games, the PlayStation games, all this stuff, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2 on Xbox. He was part of that group. Yes. Um, so that's you know that's how close he is to me. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, along with this Anthony and almost every other Anthony uh, on the planet. <laughs> um, You're welcome. So, so he ended up having a really good time. Picked up a couple of things, which was pretty cool. Um, I would expect nothing less. Which I was kind of shocked. He, but I think he picked up a couple of GameCube games. He picked up the wire. Oh, I, nice. Aaron, um, I know is going to hate me for this. I did talk him into a Hyperkin. Dreamcast HDMI cable, no. so simple. He, he, look, he's not going to deep dive into this, so that's very true. He'll be happy with it. <laughs> exactly, he'll be happy with it. But you shouldn't be recommending those things. I absolutely shame on shame on you. So, uh, so bottom line worked out pretty good. I walked out with a couple of uh, uh, um, Atari games. Picked up Berserk. Uh, I love Berserk. Up, what else did I pick up? Uh, Venture, not a venture. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I'm still waiting to get a good copy of Wizard of War. Oh yeah, I forgot. So I'm looking for that. Like, because I'm not looking really for boxed mm. Atari. No, just good, good carts. So right. well, that's fair. And um, so, but yeah, bottom line, though, it was it was fun though, and just to see because he really genuinely enjoyed it. And I was very happy to see that. Um, he even said, "We'll head, you know, no problem. We'll head back out another time. You know, we'll do it again." And then before we left. Um, they had uh, the arcade machine Sunset Riders mm-hmm. up, and so we just plowed through that and beat it before we left, which is pretty nice. Fun. So, uh, bottom line, I introduced someone new to the store, and I just, I don't, I just the joy I got out of it. I just, it was, it was so much fun to do. Very cool. Um, I'm gonna interject here sure. for a moment. Um, well, just because you know, um, awesome that you guys actually got to, you know, you made it to the store when it was open twice. Yeah, twice. Four yeah. hours. <laughs> four four hours for a gaming experience. Uh, definitely a Larry thing. Um, but uh, just to just to interrupt here. Yeah. Uh, before we went, uh, before we recorded this episode, I had talked to you about introducing kind of a new mini segment in the show mm-hmm. um, of like, hey, you know what? I just I had an idea this morning. It's just something to throw out there when we're randomly, you know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about stuff. Um, is to maybe every week bring up an obscure video game title. You know, maybe one that most people don't know about. Exactly. Type of thing. Um, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I did I did some research and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm like, the Super Nintendo turned 30 last week. Um, maybe I can find an obscure title for the Super Nintendo that okay. you know most people maybe didn't realize 
was on the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So the game that I had selected to talk about this week was Sunset Riders. Really? <laughs> and I had I, it sitting up right here. <laughs> I had so we did talk about the topic, but you did not tell me the game. That no. is actually very funny. So you brought up, oh, we just wow. ran through Sunset Riders, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Wow. You know what? I forgot it came out on the Super Nintendo. Well, and that's the reason why I wanted to bring it up. So, hey, everybody, we have a new we have a new mini topic. This All week. right, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So this week's obscure video game, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, and it could be one that you know about because there was an arcade. But did you know that the video game Sunset Riders was released on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis? Oh, wow. Actually. OK. Um, yeah. I might have known about the Genesis, but not the Super Nintendo. And I only learned about this probably within the last year. Mm -hmm. So because uh, the, um, one of the YouTube channels I watch, Patman QC, did a video on the arcade machine and then talked yeah. about some home uh, conversions. But before that, yeah, this and I wish I owned this. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great game. So basically, um, it's a it's a four player game takes place in the American Old West revolves around four bounty hunters who are out to claim rewards for capturing the most wanted outlaws in the West. Mm -hmm. um, so it plays kind of similar to like uh, Contra, you know, it's like, yes. side, like a bit si side scrolling shooter yes. type of thing. Um, the four characters you can choose from are um, the four bounty hunters are mm -hmm. Steve, Steve, <laughs> Ooh, Bob. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then you have, Billy Cool <laughs> and Cormano Wild. Yeah, I was Cormano Wild yesterday there you go. when I played yeah. on the arcade. But I just find it funny. It's like two of them have like you know two like Billy Cool and Cormano Wild, and then it's just Steve and Bob. Steve and Bob. We Steve just need two Bob. two more names. Steve and Bob. All yeah, right, Steve and Bob. All right, cool. Twelve. Can you well, can you imagine being in the old west and you know they're coming up to you? They're like, so what do they call you, Steve? <laughs> Steve the what? Steve. Just 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 Steve. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve. I'm just, I'm just Steve. <laughs> I mean, make, <laughs> when you make a copy of a copy. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Steve. So, so, uh, so yeah. So, um, so Sunset Riders yes. was, you know, was an arcade game. Very, very you know, it was a very mm -hmm. good arcade game released in July of 91. I was like, but then, you know, they came out with a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis version, which huh. was kind of cool. On the Genesis one, though, there were only two characters. Okay. Um, they cut out Steve and Bob, so you, you can only play as Billy Cool or Cromato Wild. All right. <laughs> um, but the Super Nintendo one um, play played pretty much just like the arcade one. It was a four player uh, game. Uh, it was. A, it was. They had. I don't know if it was a four player okay, game. Okay, fair enough. You had all four players to choose fair from. Enough. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah. So basically, they said very very few changes. Um, the only a couple of the changes in the Super Nintendo I can one were they removed, which ones, yeah. they removed the Native American characters. Yeah, yeah the uh, the arcade was original arcade, and when you get to that level, yes. yeah, that's when you're like, ooh, all right, signs yeah. of the time, signs of the time. Well, and here's something funny to point out too. You know, uh, stage six was the Native, Ameri Native yeah. American level, and the per the outlaw at the end that you played against was Chief Scalpel. Yes, <laughs> in the no. Super in the Super Nintendo version. You get a kick out of this, though. Um, they renamed him Chief Wiggum. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I see no, no. Wait, I'm sorry. It's it looks like Chief Wiggum. It's Chief Wigwam. <laughs> Wigwam. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, Wiggum, that would be phenomenal. Be, well, Simpsons was already out by then. That's so, what I was gonna say. Like, and we had to pony up a lot of money, right? But no, uh, Chief, 
Chief Wigwam. Even Chief Wigwam, I guess <laughs> nowadays a, it's still a bit borderline, but for 91, yeah, yeah it's all right. Good enough. So, um, but yeah, so, so that was, uh, that was just what I wanted to bring up. I believe, I don't know how funny. many, how many levels were there in the game? Uh, we played through, oh God, it felt like at least eight, the arcade. Eight stages. That's, that feels about right. Like four regular stages, maybe. And then before you get to the boss, you have like three, almost like quick yeah. mini stages, um, yes. before you get to the final boss. But, um, and uh, granted it was yeah. on free play, so we didn't spend any quarters. That's how we got right. through the game. But uh, Super Nintendo, I got to go check that yeah. out. Yeah, and as a quick Easter egg for it, oh, um, if you defeated the boss of the fifth stage with Cormano Wild active in the game, mm -hmm. he will catch the boss's sombrero and wear it for the rest of the game. That All right. That's pretty cool. Which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, that's just such a weird that is thing odd. that you would bring up. Yeah, that... Like I, I literally was just I went I went to a website which had a list of yeah. 15, 15 Super Nintendo games you've never played, basically. Oh good. So now we have something to talk about for the next Bradley, 14 weeks. I, well, yeah, 15 great Super Nintendo games that you never played. And I pulled out of the list and went with Sunset Riders. Because okay. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't realize again, same thing. I was like, I remember the arcade. I did not realize it was on console. <laughs> so now I want it on console, and I'm sure it's gonna be very expensive. You know, it's funny because I do have the on the on the home consoles, you can get the arcade archive, so you can download the arcade game yes. of Sunset Riders. I mean, great. There are, I, I think, they still made some of those changes uh, for what it's worth. But um, yeah, to now go and own maybe an original uh, SNES or a Genesis version, yeah, I might have to hunt that down now. Well, a loose price of it is about a hundred bucks. Uh, not the worst thing Co in the world. Complete in box, about four hundred. That's a little tough. That's a little yeah. tough. Uh, but you know what? Um, it might but be still Sunset Riders. Which should be no, yeah. totally, totally. It might be something to try and check out even on uh, on eBay or something, because I recently uh, picked up a couple of games on eBay. One of which might be considered a bit obscure for us here in North America. Uh, yeah, well, this there is a copy of it on eBay. Just so you know, really quickly, um, for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, came out in 1993, so about two years after the arcade. Okay. So we'll check those out. Okay, so then what did you pick up at game? Well, you mentioned two games you picked up. You picked I, I picked up, up two games on eBay, first of all. Oh, um, this is eBay we're talking about. Yeah, this is eBay. This is through the Super Potato eBay store. Yeah. Because I've been giving them. Your favorite place? Oh, my God. I've been giving them a well, lot of money. Well, again, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically. I'm at fault. <laughs> so um, I picked up two Game Boy games, okay. uh, one of which is Parodius on Game Boy. Now I talked about this before. This had very weird, wacky shoot 'em up on the yes. Super Famicom. Yes, with that blue duck guy. Yes, and there's some um, duck or penguin. I don't even know what it's it a penguin. Is. It's a penguin. Definitely a penguin. Blue penguin. Uh, apparently, so now I have it on Super Famicom. I have the copy on Game Boy, and it works because the Game Boy's region free. The original yeah. Game Boy's region free. Uh, now I just got to get my hands on the very expensive NES version and very rare yeah. NES version. So that's gonna suck. Wish you the best of luck. But these boxes too, I want to talk about real quick with the with the Japanese Game Boy boxes. Uh, small, tiny. Yeah. Ours were a little bit bigger. Well, you got to remember the size of the game. I know, but still, even with that, um, not much and not much really in the box. Uh, I mean, all the original content and everything is in there. The game and the instruction booklet. Basically, I mean, the game's over there, but um, yeah. But still, it's still the box was. Tiny compared to what we had here in North America. So. I can see it's about the size of your hand. It's cute. 
Yeah, just about. These big mitts. Uh, And then I picked this up because I know it's different enough. And I kind of want... I thought they released it on home console. Maybe they did, but I don't know. Um, Ghostbusters 2 on Game Boy. Oh, look at that. Now, I've been kind of obsessing with the original Ghostbusters game on home console, which was terrible. Not the NES one. Here's the thing. Like the NES one. Like the NES one. I actually had it on the Commodore 64. Oh, so did I. So, and that was rough to play. But the Master System version, even though it's the same gameplay type, is leaps and bounds better than the NES version. You gave me Oh, that's right. That's right. That's what I'm like. I know I bought one. Yeah, you bought one for me. I did, yes. So, um, congratulations. And you're welcome. And it was, it's actually really good. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So so I picked up this because with this uh, Ghostbusters 2, if you can see here how the sprites are. Yeah. They do, it's a little different mm-hmm. um, and plays a bit more, um, not as straightforward. It's a little more open-ended. Okay. But still, very, very cool game. Um, these are my first two Japanese Game Boy games I've ever bought. Nice. And I'm very happy with them and I think they will not be the last two. No, they won't be. At, and, at some point, I'll buy some more again as well when I go to Super Potato. <laughs> and then finally, uh, this I picked up. It's a pop vinyl, but um, what it represents is awesome. It's a Batman pop vinyl. Okay. But it's Batman from the NES. Uh, okay, that's it's got, cool. It's got the purple hue to it. Yeah. Actually, a friend of mine just gave me the Batman pop vinyl from uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good one. I do not have it near me to show. But uh, and this one also eight bit, eight uh, bit Batman. No, I so, like that. That's really cool. So now I have this, and I have the NES Jason pop ah. vinyl. Uh, oh, so if you bit. look, if you look over here, no, there, no, the other side. That side. You see yep. Freddy and Jason. I eight do. Bit. Are they eight bit? Very cool. Those are the. Oh yeah, you've never seen my eight bits. Oh no, I. I think I've seen those. Yeah, I like yeah, that Jason. 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 I mean, the other Jason's cool also, but I like that one. Yeah, I like the purple one though. And then. Behind that is Freddy. Oh, look, yeah. there he is. Yeah. Hello. All the, all the reflections. <laughs> so, very cool. Oh, yeah. So that's basically what I did. It was kind of a little low-key uh, this week, because actually the Game Boy games came in a few weeks ago, so I just haven't had a chance to talk about them. So, other yeah, than that, cool. yep, that's about it on that's that. That's it? Is there, are we done? Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up for next uh, week. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. like, like we know how to talk for less than an hour. <laughs> Uh, no, and I think what we're about to talk about next is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, this, um, this is kind of this is kind of the, the the hot topic of our episode this week, and quite frankly, I think the hot topic in retro video gaming in general right now. Um, so yeah. over the yeah, so over the last you know few months, we've been talking about how uh, retro games have been going up for auction, and they've been selling for like some really good amounts of money. And we're, we're and we're not just talking like recently. You know, it's been going on for a little while, but like. Remember, like when we talked about, hey, that copy of Super Mario Brothers sold for thirty thousand dollars, and we were like, oh man, that's wild, this, that, and the other. And then, like, you know, a few months later, you know, months go by, and it's like, hey, a copy just sold for like a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, okay. And then it just became like Sunset Riders Wild West, where <laughs> it went, it was like a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, eight hundred seventy thousand, one point five million, and then we finally get to a $2 million copy of Super Mario Brothers for NES. The record was being broken weekly at one point. Literally well, weekly. No, I think I think daily. Like, we got to a point where it was like, Legend of Zelda went for 870 
a day later, um, Mario 64 went for 1.5 million. And I think it was only three or four days after that, that the Super Mario Brothers game went for 2 million. Oh, so it's okay. like within this, within the span of a week, like we, I mean, it went nuts and everybody, mm-hmm. and, and we even pointed out, we're like, okay, at what point is this getting a little bit too absurd? Well, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So this video comes out on YouTube um, where uh, it's it's called Exposing Fraud and Deception in the Retro Video Game Market. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's like a 60-minute video basically explaining how there's rampant fraud going on, which is the reason why the Super Mario Brothers game went for $2 million. Now, full disclosure, have not watched the video but I have read the articles that have followed up on this video because Likewise. I was like, okay, I'd rather spend the five minutes reading the article than the 60 minutes to watch the video. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm still interested in the video though. I'm still interested in the video. No, no, I'm very interested point. in the video yeah. and I'm going to have to watch it. Actually, you know what? I have a flight coming up. I can definitely go 50 minutes to watching it. But, um, but the whole thing is, so the basic idea behind it is that, the game, the Mario game is a 9.4 graded, you know, 9.4 A++ graded game from Grading House Wada. This is the $2 million one, right? The $2 million okay. one. The one that's, the one that's over $2 million, right? Was it 9.4 or 9.8? I'm sorry. I may be talking about the 9.4. Um, $2 million, you would think it's probably maybe the 9.8. Yeah, but there are, there, right, there are a bunch of... Um, there are a bunch of uh, articles going on about this, but mm-hmm. the gist of it is, and if you do, if you do a search for this, it'll come up very, yeah. very quickly. The gist of it is that the the two million dollar purchase came from somebody who worked at the grading company, wow, <laughs> or 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 one of the founders of the grading company. That's what's basically, interesting. yeah, and that's what's interesting about it because it's like because if if the grading company itself is setting the prices for how these get auctioned, mm-hmm. then ultimately they're going to be the ones that benefit in the long run. Right. Financially. Oh, 100%, because, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and so um, I'm trying to find the actual part of it there. So, because it, it was a, it was a, um, it was all about this person named Bronte. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. So Bronte was the one who sold the original Super Mario Brothers game for $100,000 and that was in February 2019. So that was mm-hmm. only two, you know only like two and a half years ago. And again, I'm reading this off of an article. Yeah. Um, one of the many articles that are online. Like I said, you just search and you find them. And super quick before we move on, I just want to just give yeah. credit um, for that video, uh, the hour long video almost, uh, Carl Jobst, J-O-B-S-T on uh, YouTube is the one that posted it. Uh, Carl okay. Jobst, yeah. Got it. Um, so the game, so the game that was sold in February nineteen was graded by WADA, which w- and the game itself was purchased by a group of collectors that included um, two people: Jim Halperin, who was a member of the member of the WADA board advisory okay. board, and then Richard Lease, who was one of the three men who founded and started WADA months just months before <laughs> this game was sold now, trading almost well yeah that's kind of what oh. it sounds like but i don't but i don't know if you can call it that no no know? no yeah you're right no it's not really and remember we talked about this before this part of it came out you know when you yeah. said two of the people who owned it remember we were talking about that that website that you basically buy into like you buy a share 
Oh, rally. So, yeah. Rally, yes. You buy a share yeah. of something. It wasn't just a game. It was yeah. a bunch of stuff. A share yes. of it. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I guess they were the two um, shareholders, you know, uh, uh, majority holders, I mean. Right, exactly. But then the, the, the interesting thing about it is, like, this game went for $100,000, but WADA was only founded months before. So they had just started grading mm -hmm. games. So you're talking about a company that just started grading games a few months prior and then bought and then they basically bought this game for a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars and then the question was like why would they buy it why would they buy the game that they basically their company graded yeah. so you know so it kind of it makes you wonder what what's going on with that it, so then yeah go ahead no no go ahead what were you no say? no no i was gonna say you know that and just hearing that you know that's what what immediately comes to mind is the the um the the false inflation like I remember yeah. like when eBay kind of first started and people like like some of my friends would put stuff on eBay. We're not talking anything elaborate, but putting stuff on eBay and they'd be like, hey, do me a favor. Go on eBay, and put a bid in, you know, just just right. to get the price up. You know, if you win it, I'll, I'll you know, we'll, we'll, we'll close the. the yeah, window. exactly. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't I don't want to do that. You know, this is me being me. So now we're talking on a much bigger level. And it's funny, which we'll probably talk about a little later. The more you look into this James uh, James Halperin guy, it's like. If you see the name there, run like hell. <laughs> exactly. So, well, and and again, it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, in, in this August, I don't know if it's in the video or not, because again, mm -hmm. I haven't read it. But in an August 2021 report by Carl Jobst, um, Jim Halperin was fined $1.2 million by the Federal Trade Commission in the 1980s for overgrading coins because he was a coin, coin grading That's expert. That's what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he was sued in the late 2000s by an ex-employee for shill bidding, which mm -hmm. is scamming and auctions buyers by bidding on your own items. So in other words, I'm going to bid on my own items to bring it up <laughs> so that somebody else will buy it for more money, which what is point, what you just talked about we did with eBay. At what point People did Jim Halpern start working at a paper company? Uh, I don't know. He should have. Um, so, so, yeah. So basically, there was all, so now because Halpern's name is attached to this video game, obviously people are kind of like, mm, what's going on with this? Mm -hmm. um, so, so again, if you look into it further, basically they're calling at, they're calling out Halperin, Wada, and all of them for basically overinflating the, the value of video games. Mm -hmm. Now the video game market has become hot. Like people, collectors have started to move over to collecting video games. It's just one of those things where it's like, you have comic book collectors, coin collectors, stamp collectors. You have like people pop vinyl collectors. Mm -hmm. um, but now video games seems to be the new hot yeah. item to collect. So now, obviously, when that happens, people start to take advantage of it. The question is, is this going to go down the road of an FTC investigation? Or is this what where we're just seeing video game prices going? I mean, that's ultimately going to be the... Yeah, um... You know, it, it's and, and I know it's happened in the comic book world. I'm sure it's happening in the trade in the sports card collectible world and everything right. with these full because it's like, okay, He's going through the article, yeah, yeah, it's like all right. So originally, like when Super Mario sold for like thir uh, like thirty thousand, all right, it's astronomical. But you had games like stadium events that goes for like fifteen thousand or whatever. Uh, like in because, box because again there were very few of them. That's the whole thing. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. The rarity. It's one thing for the rarity, and like you can't even 
obviously on a ROM is something different, but like you can't really, there's no emulation of stadium events. It's just, it's world-class no. track meet, which is nothing. Right. So, you know, it's one thing to be the rarity, but now it's like, at what point does the rarity stop? And it's just like, oh, we just have an old game at this point that, oh, because it's old, let's put it up for a lot of money. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that, and I don't know about investigations and everything like that. I know at one point, Porn Stars, the TV show, yep, kind of gotten not, not maybe inadvertently involved in it, mm-hmm. um, which of course doesn't help any because they're a national television show. Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, this rabbit hole just got bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. And at the end of the day, it, the question becomes like, who is going to invest six or seven figures into buying these games? Like, are we talking Uber collectors or are we talking more people who are kind of in the industry that are trying to inflate video game prices overall? Well, not only that, but also just people looking to flip, you know, like, like you buy a house and you flip it. You know right. what I mean? Which, again, in itself is fine. But yeah, you know, the, the, the you know, like you get these, there's almost to me, and this goes for anything, not just video games, but almost anything. You have your regular collectors. You have your, like, super collectors who will spend a little bit more money. Um, But usually the super collectors may not have necessarily the job for it. So they'll just, you know, they'll save, they'll save, and then they'll finally pull the trigger when they can. And then you just get people who just have the money, don't care about what they're getting, Mm -hmm. and they just buy it, which adds, like you said, adds to this this artificial inflation. Um, And they just don't know what they have. Like it can go the other way as well, you know, like you know, like trying to sell something back to like GameStop, and you know they don't know what they're buying, and they'll offer you a dollar, and you don't know it. Yes. That's a bad example. Let me flip that to like a garage sale, where someone is selling a game for something very cheap. Yes. For like a dollar, and then like you you buy, it, you go home, and you realize it's worth like you know four hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know. It, but that's not. But that's not you taking advantage of the person. It's really the person not realizing the value of what they have. No, correct. What I'm getting at is though, when you kind of keep moving forward with that though, and you get these collectors who just don't care what they're buying, right. they're just buying it to flip it, causing you know. So it's the other way around. That's what I was saying. It's kind of like the other way around where yeah. the buyer just doesn't care and they'll spend whatever amount of money that they want. Yeah, I mean, is the but bubble the- good? Yeah. I was just saying, but that you're also basing that on the precipice of you think it's going to go up in value. Well, of course, everything's a crapshoot. Yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, do you think the do you think this is the bubble? Do you, I mean, do you think it's going to pop? Do you think we still well, have? I think it'll. I think it'll pop if everybody really recognizes that the like if people recognize like video games are not worth that much. Mm-hmm. So um, it just all it all comes down to that realization. I get that. I get the value of a sealed copy of a game, right? I do. I totally, yeah. I totally get the value of it. But to say something that's like, you know, so a game that's roughly 30 years old, of which there are limitless, you know, limitless copies out there, like mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, granted, again, sealed in box, whatever it is. If you're telling me that's a $2 million game, I got to say you pull it. Yeah. I think you're, you're way off base. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, and I think I, this, I yeah. just remember two years ago when we said on our episode that we thought $30,000 was a bit absurd. Oh, of course. Yeah. For super Mario brothers. Yeah. We were like 30,000. Really? And we were, we were aware of the, of what it was. It was like a special first run. It was a cardboard, mm-hmm. uh, hang tab, I think. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the, the little, the little, uh, niches were about it. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm just curious. I mean, if this is just the tip of the iceberg, I'm very, you know, curious what's going to come next. And not only that, will this trickle over to other things like comic books and sports memorabilia yeah. and everything like that? Well, comic books are, you know, the, the interesting thing about like comic books is like the value of certain comic books um, really revolve around like the first appearances type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And how few there are like you know the first appearance of superman you know 90 years ago there aren't a lot of copies of that yeah there's a lot of copies around that are in good condition so you can understand why there's uh, a tremendous amount of value and again it also becomes a thing of the more um the more ingrained something becomes in pop culture the more value it has oh so, totally for example you know any marvel movie that comes out the minute a new character shows up in there the value of that first appearance, you know, for that character in a comic book skyrockets, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's just the way that that's just because the society is putting value in it, mm -hmm. you know, and the same thing, it, it's going to happen here. It's like, we're going to determine whether or not have video games crossed that threshold where they're now so ingrained in pop culture, so ingrained in society that people are going to see the value in them to this level. And at this point, I think now it's just still time will tell. Yeah, because otherwise uh, somebody just paid $2 million for a game that's not worth, not even, you know, less than half that. Totally. <laughs> or a quarter of that. I don't even know. Um, but. And it was tell. a sick, even a little more uh, with the two millions. I think it was like a sixth print Super Mario Brothers game. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't like the first, it wasn't no. like the first run or anything. I don't think yeah. so. Well, and that's what makes it weird too because it's like a sixth printing even if it's brand new I'm like, mm -hmm. you would think like if, if a sixth printing went for two million how much is a first printing worth five six exactly yeah like, you know it's like where do you go with that it's a you know you're better off buying video games than buying homes and flipping them at this point <laughs> yeah that's usually the case right yeah um or you can do what i did you go on rally and you buy shares of a lunar meteorite there you go that what one that's like bound to hit us or one that's already landed? No, no, no. One that's already landed. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I, I now own a share in a meteorite from the moon. That uh, Okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Do you, I mean, do you have like a dust particle to prove it or? No, now I have a cute little picture of it. Okay. <laughs> Framed on your wall. This is my meteor. His name is Bill. <laughs> no, no. His name is Steve. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm sorry, Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve. <laughs> So, all right. So, you know, as time goes on and we see more of this uh, explode, yep. you know, we'll have some more information on it. But right now, it is very interesting to see it kind of almost like like with the whole GameStop thing and everything like that, you know, yep. with that artificial price gouging kind of sort of uh, for the stocks. So, yeah, we shall see. But very we interesting, nevertheless. Yes, we yeah, very interesting. So, uh, but just wanted to bring that up since that seems to be like yeah. a hot news item right now. Totally, totally. Um, and I'm still interested in the in the video, so I'm, I'm at some yeah, point. Yeah, no, watch me too. At at some point, I'll watch it as well, and then yeah. we'll come back and we'll be like, wow, we'll read wrong about this. Yeah, honestly, it's worth uh, like we always four million dollars. It's it, it, <laughs> yep. I just put a bid on it. <laughs> awesome. As if I've never bought anything that's probably way out of a price range. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so. All righty, very very right. good. Moving on. Yeah, why not? Let's let's. We got some news. 
Uh, we got some, uh, we got little bits of news here yeah, and there. Um, since we're talking about games that are, you know, that are auctioning for ridiculous prices, um, there is a copy of Dragon Warrior for the NES that's going up on the auction block at Comic Connect. Comic Connect, okay. Comic Connect, which is a premier collectibles marketplace and online auction house based in New York. So you can go visit them. Um, there you go. Uh, so the copy of Dragon Warrior is graded eight. It's an 8.0 from WADA, A plus graded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is sealed. From WADA? <laughs> Are we really going to yeah. promote them now? <laughs> yeah, now we're going to promote them. <laughs> Well, they, they seem to be the, the go-to graders now. For the de facto. Yeah. yeah, at this point. Um, so anyway, uh, it's 8.0. It's a sealed copy of Dragon Warrior. Oh, there is a price tag on it. So whoever owns this actually bought it for 150 bucks. Oh, I so see it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so very curious to see what the game goes for considering it's sealed. And it's only an 8.0, but still it's sealed. So I'm curious to see what this goes for. Because again, now we're talking about this is no Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. but you know, now we've seen what the standard is where it's like for a game could go for as much as $2 million. Now, this person who bought this for $150, I'm very curious to see what they wind up getting for it. Yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting. I feel like the key games though, like a Super Mario Brothers, Zelda. Ones yeah. that the general public are aware of. Right. Dragon Warrior, I'm not going to say the general public. Well, no, the general public has no idea what Dragon Warrior is. Oh, Dragon Warrior is Dragon Quest. Yeah, but no, no, no. Even so, all right, dra- yeah. the, the general populace probably you know, right. aware of that. So, well, a lot of people would be known, like anybody who played NES would know Dragon Warrior. But to your point, in pop culture, nobody does. Meaning that, to get that price right. gouge going. Or the price. Right. Because right now, looking at, I don't know how much the Dragon Warriors is, but right now, looking at some of the other games on Comic Connect, which are graded, and we're talking everything basically from Atari to yeah. the NES, some some Commodore games. Yep. You know, right now they're they're averaging about two hundred, three hundred dollars, which isn't now these prices I can go for. Mm-hmm. You know, these prices I I can. Oh, all right, maybe not. Cuckoo Land six hundred dollars. All right, maybe not. But oh. I like Fukuda. Ooh, Beret Fighter, eight eight fifty. Holy oh cow. boy, here we go. All right, maybe you know, maybe not. Doctor Mario four sixty, but still, I'll take that. A, a, a boxed Doctor Mario, graded. What is this? I'm, gonna I'm on Comic Connect right now. Uh, I am looking at it too. Graded what? Nine point oh. Yeah. A plus seal rating. First party. Yada yada yada. Blah 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 blah. All right, four hundred sixty dollars. Maybe because of the grading, mm-hmm. I can see that. Like, I feel like anything once it hits four digits, that's going to be a little tough. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, it all again, it all comes down to what people are willing to pay for, though. Oh, of know? course. Uh, but, uh, but the one that I'm interested in, because this wasn't the only one that popped up, but um, and this is where I'm curious to see because this is a newer game, mm-hmm. it's a well known game. It's um, they have up. Um, this is Heritage Auctions now. Okay. They have up a copy, a brand new copy of Kingdom Hearts for Ooh. PlayStation 2. Interesting. Graded at a 9.6. Okay. I'm very curious to see what that goes for because, again, this is a much younger game. This mm-hmm. is game, this game's only about 20 years old, but graded 9.6, A++. And obviously, 
if you know Disney, you know Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. If you know Disney and gaming, you know Kingdom Hearts because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a RPG in the Disney universe. That so I'm very cool. curious to see about where this goes. Right now, it's currently at wow. Um, <laughs> what is it at? Well, uh, <gasps> it's currently at five thousand seven hundred sixty dollars. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to right now, I think me and Anthony are going to try and battle each other with what game can you find right now that's most expensive? I'm going allow me to go back to Comic Connect. Now, five thousand for that for a PS2 game. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Okay, let's go back to Comic Connect. Super Mario Brothers. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I'm not. Super Mario Brothers 2. Okay. Sealed. 9.4. A plus rating or A plus seal rating. Okay. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yep. Right now, what would you say the current bid is? Super Mario Brothers 2, Seal, 9.4. I'm going to say $9,000. Higher. Price is right rules. $15,000. Higher. $30,000. Higher. Hundred thousand. Okay, lower. Okay. <laughs> um, sixty-two thousand dollars right now. Wow. And there's that Wada. Jesus. Wada. Wada. Wada has. Yeah, they've got the they've got the monopoly on. Uh, <laughs> but for thirty games. for thirty-two dollars though, $32. you can get a nine-point-eight graded NES game, sealed, A plus plus seal rating, thirty-two dollars. Of win, loser, draw. Oh, bit buy it. <laughs> For, wait a minute. You know what? That costs more to get graded. <laughs> oh man, that's too so, funny. Uh, oh, there's yeah, the Game Boy games. All right, it's it's getting a little. Wow. It's getting a little bit what? Seven hundred dollars for Game Boy Money Morphin Power Rangers. Holy Ooh. Hannah! I gotta go through my collection now and see what I still have sealed. Because actually, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I, th- I have a sealed copy of Kingdom Hearts. Do you really? A uh, one or two? I think one. We're gonna we're gonna search while Larry talks. Uh, okay. Cha-ching! So I, yeah, honestly, as Anthony leaves now. <laughs> oh wait, they're right. They're right there. Hold on. Okay. As he goes, I'm gonna mention this. This is odd. So again, on Comic Connect, it's a uh, Nintendo DS Pokemon oh, Platinum. What happened? What do you got? Anthony's back. Nope, they're open. Never oh, mind. Okay. <laughs> My dreams are dashed. There goes six grand. Destroyed in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. I was just it's saying, amazing. here's a, a Pokemon Platinum sealed DS game mm-hmm. for $2,200, but the front of the game just has a, uh, like, one of those, like, uh, UPC stickers from, like, a store just slapped on the front of it, yep. and it's still $2,200. <sighs> That's just no. crazy. All right, bottom line is we're going down a rabbit hole here. And everything <laughs> ends in damn, four hours. Damn, damn you, Wada. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Well, anyway, let's get back to news. All these Power Ranger ones are going really, really expensive. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So All what right, else we got while, while I'm looking through to see what I'm going to spend my money on? All right. So a couple other things. Um, recently announced um, Final Fantasy Four. Okay. Will be released on Steam on September 8th. Oh, is that part of the um the pixel uh, thing? 
Yeah, it's part okay. of the, the Pixel remaster. Yes. So September 8th, Final Fantasy 4 will be up for grabs on Steam if you are interested in getting a hold of that. Okay. Um, very cool stuff there. Um, I've got... Oh, this is not... I have two other, two other pieces of news Okay. Uh, one is a recent thing, but I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was up. But uh, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll talk about that really quickly. Um, there is a game coming out on the Nintendo Switch, are you aware of, called Nickelodeon All-Star Ball. I wanted to talk about this, yes. Okay. So they released a teaser trailer, which had two new brawlers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a whole list of um, fighters already. Um, I'm, getting and- in- I'm getting more and more interested in this game. Okay, so here are the here are the list of fighters. Because if you were if you followed Nickelodeon as a kid in the '90s, and this this game is definitely for you. Oh, absolutely. So, so first off, the two new fighters they announced were um, April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and um, where where's the other cat one? dog? Oh, cat dog. Yes. Where was cat dog from? Cat cat dog. Cat dog. Cat dog right. from its own show. Yeah. Yeah, Cathark from its own show. So those are the two fighters. The rest of the fighters that have been announced are uh, Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They have left Donatello and Raphael out <laughs> yeah. in the cold. They'll show up on um, Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberry. Interesting. Uh, Powdered Toast Man from yes. Stimpy. Powdered Toast Man. I love him. Uh, from SpongeBob SquarePants, you get three. You get SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy Cheeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, Oblina from Ah Real Monsters. I liked Ah Real Monsters. I enjoyed you, that show. You get Lucy and Lincoln Loud from The Loud House. I've never heard of that. Show. No, that I've heard of it. I just never, I never watched yeah. it. Uh, Helga from Hey Arnold. <laughs> uh, Zim from Invader Zim. Yep. Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom, and Reptar from The Rugrats. Yes, this is gonna be a wild game. It's you know again, it's it's Super Smash Brothers, but all Nickelodeon. And I think they've tried this once before. Yeah. But this is going to be wild. And April O'Neil, she's getting a lot of press. Not only is she in this game, but she was yes. announced as a playable character in the new TMNT Shredder's Revenge game yes. coming out next so year. They finally decided that April can stand up for herself. Finally. And if you do a search for April O'Neil, make sure you have the parental guide on if yes. your youngins are searching. You may get you may get a different April You O'Neil. may get a completely different April O'Neil. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, this this lineup's yeah. great. I know it looks really fun, and I'm like, okay, I go. This is just going to be like cartoony goofiness. Um, oh, 100. percent And the fact they're even going like way back to Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy's got to be probably the oldest, because you know, like the TMNT versions are from like the newer, the newer ones, ones, like from the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So I would say Ren and Stimpy is probably the oldest show in here. Again, mm. considering that for the TMNT characters. Um, I'll only th- be happy if they add somebody from like Salute Your Shorts and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Why <laughs> yeah, should it just be animated characters? You can't get away with that. Those are <laughs> those are real people. Salute Your Shorts. I never got into. <laughs> put in the host. Put the host of Nick Arcade in there. Oh yes. What was the other? Wait, was it Salute Your Shorts? I was on like the Dude Ranch. Oh no, Hey Dude. No, it was Hey Dude. <laughs> hey Dude. It was hey Dude. <laughs> Adventures of Pete and Pete. We can go look. That's a whole different. That's, that's a whole different show. That's an MCU uh, universe that I want to get into. Yes. Um, all right, <laughs> but yes. So I thought that was just fun to bring up. Even Very cool. New. The last thing I want to bring up, maybe a little bit of sad news. Oh. Uh, do you know, not the saddest? Not so. Oh, okay, fine. 
Um, do you know who Lance Barr is? Lance Barr. Yep. No. No. Okay. <laughs> but you know his work because. Oh, do I? Okay. Lance Barr is the is an employee at Nintendo of America mm-hmm. who is responsible for the design of the NES and the SNES consoles. Oh. For okay. America, so the look that those have were respond you know, were done by Lance Barr. Very cool. Um, after working for Nintendo of America for 39 years, he announced that he retired and left the company in July. So, 39 years—it's a hell of a run. Yeah. Oh wait, he retired. He's not dead. He retired. Oh, he okay. Retired. All right, yeah. so that's not bad. Okay. He is now. He's retired. He's moved on to work on other unannounced projects. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, whatever they are, but. Um, some of the other designs that he did, mm-hmm. um, the Wii Nunchuck was his design. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the Nintendo Zapper Light Gun was his design. <laughs> and also like, the the NES Max Pad. Not Maxi Pad. The NES Max Pad. <laughs> Max Pad was a first party peripheral? Yeah. Peripheral. I did not know it was first yes. party. Uh, and the NES Advantage remember. Arcade Stick. Also his. All right, that one I think I knew was first party. Wow, yeah. all right, that was a lot of cool. You know, it's weird. You know, that that original NES design, you know, you look at it, you're like, that's not hard to come up with. But well, it's iconic. Yeah, no, it's iconic. His design was inspired by how VHS players looked back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and that's how we got our uh, NES console. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, so Lan- Lance Barr, a name maybe many people do not know in the annals of Nintendo history. Um, enjoy has your... Enjoy yeah, your enjoy retirement, your sir, and whatever your unannounced projects are. I hope they're cool. Maybe you'll be a Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Maybe. <laughs> Kangaroo on Atari 2600. Stop really? looking. $121? Stop, stop, stop looking at whatever, or whatever. auctions. I'm shutting it down. Do not throw your money away in auctions, please. <laughs> I right. will do that um, one time. That's it. I, that's that's all I got for retro news. All right. And that was a good amount. Was a good yeah, time. I think we'll wrap it up. Okay. Then yeah, please, because we have to go bid on some stuff. We do. Absolutely. I got to start selling stuff to buy stuff. Yes. All right. And where can they find us? Uh, apparently, you guys can find us on Heritage Auctions. Yeah, basically. Uh, you, guys, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast. On Twitter at Retro Gamers Pod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can watch us on IGTV and YouTube. Uh, you can also email us at email at theretrogamers.com. Yes, yes. And definitely uh, you know, let us know if you find some interesting auctions yeah. uh, that you see there. I mean, a lot of ones we were looking at today and today when we record. Yeah. But um, definitely let us know about that. Let us know about any of your unpopular opinions. You definitely send those in to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if you know an obscure game. Let us know. We'll talk about it. Yeah. And until then, uh, Ant, you are not, I believe, not going to be here next week, right? I will be unavailable next week. Uh, fair enough. So I'll have somebody. I'll find some homeless guy off the street. I'll well, bring him in, and we'll record. Ask the other Anthony to join you. He doesn't have to drive an hour to do it. This is true. This is true. <laughs> he, he can recount the story, and it'll be much better than the way I told it. I, it would definitely be way better. <laughs> and with that, folks, we'll catch you everywhere next week, or at least I will, on the Retro Gamers Podcast. <laughs>